Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host Jeff. And I'm Tatsu. And we are here to bring you fun and exciting topics, moving you forward, hopefully in your life. What are we talking about today, Tatsu? Talking about transformation. Oh, big word, big word. Big word. What comes to mind when you hear that word? The first thing is, uh, I don't even know if that word existed, like, eight years ago, 10 years ago. Um, so new, newish. I mean, you know, not new, new, but relatively new. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And then the second thing is probably evolved change. Yeah. How about you? Nice. The first thing that came to mind is, is the transformers. That old school cartoon that I grew up on, you know? I think that was more than meets the eye. I think that was before my time. Don't be, don't be denying. Don't be <laughs> denying. You know what's up. You know what's up, man. More than meets the eye, Transformers. Going from seemingly a vehicle, for example, the Autobots. And changing, transforming. It's not just changing, but transforming into something completely different. That can fly even that can battle uh that was pretty pretty cool that was one of my favorite toys back in the days because it's so different from one form to the other so yeah that's the first thing that comes to my mind mm. uh, where and man transformation could happen multiple times in your life you know it can happen you know everyone's different When's like maybe a defining moment for you when you experience transformation in your life? Hmm. Man, I mean, it's a good amount of things. Um, like I could point to, you know, being a father. Mm. I think whether you're doing it intentionally or not, the moment you are a parent, you start transforming. Mm. Um, you know, things are different. Decision-making is different. There's someone else to think about. No disrespect to our partners, but again, they're adults. So I think, you know, when you're, when your responsibility is to take care of another human, there's some transformation that usually takes place and it might not be immediate, right? Mm -hmm. That's definitely one. And then obviously like going through a coach's training program and spending a year doing some really good inner work while building a coaching business. I think that was another one. And that was probably like the first chisel off the mountain of transformational moments. Um, Cause I just didn't spend a year focusing on myself in all these different areas and in that vein. Um, so that was probably the first big crack that opened the door wide open to continual transformation. Yeah. How about you? Mm. One of 
the times that I can remember is when I was at my corporate, my last corporate job and it was October 20, no, October 2007. And our, my direct boss at the time, he was director level expat from Japan and his term was up. So he got sent back to Japan. So between October and January, uh, there, we didn't have a direct, I didn't have a direct boss and there was sort of like a political struggle at the top. Like who's going to take over? Are we going to hire someone right now? And how soon can we get someone in? And in that interim, it was chaotic. I was kind of like the lead uh, sales person, account manager at the time. And I decided, you know what, this is, this is crazy. Got to protect the customers. So I decided, hey, if I was a manager, what would I do in this situation? How do I keep our sales team together, our sales group together? Yeah. And so, like, I didn't, nobody reported to me, but I had influence at the time. And I would call, like, periodic meetings within our sales group, sales operations and our sales people. And we'd, we'd sit in a room and say, all right, what's going on? And kind of like keep in touch in that way. So it was like a, a mindset of we have to take care of the customer. Without the customer, we don't have, good, we don't have business. And someone's got to keep it together. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy yeah. as well. So I, I just took that on as I think it was just innate. And I just took that on as a practice. If I were manager, if I, was our, if I were the head of this department, what would I need to do? How would I act? What do I need to say? What do I, you know? And that really changed not only how I saw myself, but how other people saw me. And I think that eventually led to me being promoted later on um, into a, a sales manager, sales and marketing manager role. Um, so I didn't think I was going to be promoted, but it was just adopting that type of mindset because I felt like it's something that I had to do. I think that was one of the, the first times where I felt like there was like intention in transfer and transformation. I didn't know where it was going, but yeah. I had a feeling that I am transforming and there was some duty that had to be done, you know? Hmm. So you use that anchor act as the question. Yeah. Practice a different mindset and headspace. And it sounds like right. over time you became that manager, if you will, or the leader from practice. And then by the time you got promoted, you are already basically assuming that in your mind, mm -hmm. that potential was already practiced. Right. And a big influence was that boss that was sent back to Japan. He would tell me, you know, this isn't our money. We have money to spend. We have a budget. We have money to spend. It's the company's money. It's not our money. So it's a privilege. Like, let's, let's use this resource and expand business, you know, as if it was ours. Because mm. as long as we don't think that, believe that it's ours, then it's like we don't care as much, you know. So how do we minimize expenses and how do we expand business by spending it on 
things that will add a lot of value to our business, you know? So he was already, he was a great mentor. He was always prepping me into think as a business owner, even little did I know that I was going to eventually become a business owner, but he was already prepping me with that mindset. I love that. Yeah. I'm, you know, just you sharing that, here's just a general question that popped up. Does transformation start with an invitation from someone else? I don't think so. I, I personally think now looking back, it starts with a calling within, like wanting to become something or wanting to change or wanting to transcend whatever environment or circumstances I'm in mm -hmm. and having the courage to step forward. The invitation is also always really, I think, fascinating because it's like a clue, like something from the outside. Hey, there's a little more for you. Mm. You want to see this? This can be yours too, you know? But it just depends on if you're ready for it or not. Like the opportunities are there. Are you ready to see them first? Can you see them? And second, if you can see them, are you able to grab them? But if you can't even see them first, even though the opportunities are like the invitations out there, then it's like, it's not going to happen. Right? So I think noticing the calling within is more reliable because you can't deny it. It's within you could, you could ignore it and suppress it but it's there and you're, you're aware of it at, at some level, right? Mm. What, do you, what do you think? Well, I kind of tricked you. So there's that. Um, <laughs> I, think I, I think it starts with the invitation. I, I agree with you. It doesn't actually move until there's a calling from within. Mm -hmm. So I think the invitations start pricking and you know, poking at us. Now we're probably not ready. We're not even aware maybe. It's subtle. It's subtle. Um, but then we start kind of paying attention. We're aware. And then, you know, we want more or we want something different and the transformation is the pathway to get there. But I, I think it starts with external actually. I think it starts mm -hmm. with a movie, uh, a sports hero, a business hero, a philanthropist hero, like someone we're looking to that has what we want or is experiencing what we want to experience external. And it might be really quick, um, or it might take time for the spark internally to then move forward with it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I think it actually starts with some sort of invitation, uh, some blatant, like your, you know, manager that moved back to Japan, that was blatant. That was obvious. He was like asking you to, you know, step into this role, essentially, or step into this mindset. I don't think it's always that point blank. But I think there's always a seed planted, at least one seed that starts the motion. Mm -hmm. What would you say in your experience has been like maybe the hardest part of transformation? Well, it sucks. So there's that. <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot of people that I talk to or like, oh, I love transformation and I love personal growth and look like I love it too, but I don't love it minute by minute, day by day. Like a lot of days are painful and grueling and stagnant and 
challenging. In the moment, in the weeds, I don't love it. Mm -hmm. um, I love the outcome it's going to create and it has created. Um, but I think probably the biggest challenge is patience. You know, you, you, have, you can have what you want. You can't always have all the things you want at the same exact time. So being patient with the process of transformation, I think that's been the most challenging for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, love that. Yeah. What's been most challenging for you? One of, one of the most is very much my ego. And what ego? Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, ego first, that, the first I've heard of Tatsu's ego, ladies and gentlemen, the ego that masks itself as humility. <laughs> oh, okay. No. I've seen that a lot then. Yeah. Seen that a lot. <laughs> and it was, it was, especially in the, in, in the beginning, especially in the beginning of our, of our coaching program. Um, for you listeners out there, that's how I met Jeff. He was a he was a leader in the life coaching and leadership development program, Co accomplishment coaching. Shout out! There we go. Changed my life. Mm -hmm. And how stubborn I I was in the past, and coming to terms with that, and allowing my ego to very much dissolve in many ways, not fully, of course, but, um, to break down those walls, those, those, the hardened walls of fear that I'm going to be seen as who I am, the imposter or whatever. Right. So that had to be done in for, in, in order for me to transform into this current version of me. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really hard because I never had been confronted in that way for a prolonged period of time. Um, and I never allowed myself to, to be confronted in that way. You know, so that was, that was a big, that was a big block to my transformation was just damn ego, man. Um, Aries, stubborn, hard headed. I know nothing about that. <laughs> you have Aries in you then. <laughs> Most Probably. Aries, mule, whatever. Yeah. So stubbornness probably in there. Yeah, and I think, you know, like, there's a lot of people out there, and life is good, you know, and there's a lot of autopilot going on. And by no means are we insinuating that you have to do anything. But why would people want to grow, be uncomfortable and seek to transform themselves in some way. My answer is that somewhere deep down in the depths of each of their souls, they know, they know as a fact, as a personal fact that they're capable, they're, they're better than what they are that their highest potential hasn't been reached, that there is more joy, 
there is more fulfillment out there. Deep down, amongst all the layers of being told that it's not possible, I think deep down there's this, and I think the source of it is love, wanting to really burst out, burst out and be, and be creative and be free. And that's the driver. Now, there could be the other driver, which is just pain. Um, and a lot of people become successful with that energy. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I think even underneath that, there's still, at the, at the root, there is this, this loving voice inside that says, you are more than what you were told. You are more than what you think. And it's time to go out there and make it happen. I think. I like to believe that. You know, that's at the, at the core. What do, you, what do you think? Why would people want to transform in the first place? Despite how difficult and challenging it may be. Um, I mean, look, let's just be honest. A lot of people don't. So, yeah. And there's not a knock on that. Um, people can choose their own paths and they're totally fine. It's fine with me. I'll sleep good. Tatsu will sleep good. Mm -hmm. But I think there's something about choosing easy path, which is stagnant, complacent, content, mm -hmm. and not in content in the mindfulness way, but just content in general sense. That it'll lead to regret and it'll lead for time that you can't make up. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, I used to teach tennis. Many people who are listening know that. There's nothing against teaching tennis. I still have a lot of friends who do it and the sport is great. But if I stayed in teaching tennis without leaving and doing something else, maybe coming back, if I just stayed, I would have chosen the easy, predictable route mm. and I would have had a life full of regrets of not going outside of my comfort zone, of not trying something new, and I'm not stretching myself in an unfamiliar way. That on that move, that switch in who I was being and what I was doing opened up doors that would have probably remained locked. Mm. Mm. And I'm sure I would have had a fine life that way. But I think a lot of people settle for fine and good out of fear. They settle for good because they don't want bad. Mm. And so they don't actually get to play for great. Mm. Mm. Yes. And how would people get over the fear? Now, that's a big question there, but. I think it comes down to a choice. Mm. Pe people, me and you included this, have mm -hmm. to. Be okay with choosing without knowing. Mm. Like we all want assurances. We all want performance bonuses without performing essentially. Mm. You know, here, here's a little truth bomb about the world. Whether you're an employee, an independent contractor, an entrepreneur, whatever you do, your life is based on performance. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to perform. 
And that's all subjective to what you want to perform around. Now, performing doesn't mean doing more and achieving more with all the doing stuff and the things. A lot of this comes down to your mindset and who you're being in the world. But none of that happens without being okay with choosing without knowing how. Mm. It starts with a choice. Mm. What would you say? How do people put down the fear? Man. I agree with you. At the end of the day, it's a choice. And whatever is in the way, getting to you to make that choice to move forward, it could be a lot of stuff. It could be a lot of trauma, the regenerational stuff, a lot of conditioning, obviously, a lot of lack of self-worth. Whatever, whatever it was, I would say, go heal that work with a therapist, share with friends, be honest about your feelings. That healing process has to be done, I think to a certain extent, before that energy, the creative energy can really shine. Where you're in, in an inspired mode and saying, hey, let's move forward, let's do this, let's collaborate and reaching out to people and you know, brainstorming together and all that. Like before that energy could really radiate i think there has to be some level of healing up to some point whatever it is everyone's different um and that will i think i think that settles down some of the fear you know it kind of calms the fear down because the fear isn't as much of a threat anymore once that healing's done that that self-love is cultivated more deeply mm. then it the fear is not as heightened you know, it's like, I don't have to be worried as much anymore. So whatever, how, whatever point at whatever point, I think there is some sort of a switch that happens. Nice. Well, and let's be honest, like fear is not going away. Yeah, absolutely. There's always things to be fearful of if we choose it. And it's not that. You know, sometimes fear comes and we don't even think about fear. It just kind of happened like an automatic reaction. Mm. That's okay. Like I think fear gets a bad rap. Fear is okay. It would, it's what helps me not put my hand in a fire or on a stove or jump out to oncoming traffic. Mm. I wasn't afraid or at least conscious of what that could do. I would do those things. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, right? I think that's kind of healthy and I would imagine like mostly normal. But when fear gets in the way of our dreams and goals and relationships and uh, health and occupation and careers, that's where I think we need to take a, a, a deeper look. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and fear will kind of collude with some of our mind that you know, we don't actually want to have it collude. And then we'll start using logic to say like, oh no, this makes sense. I shouldn't start a side business until I you know, really have the idea flushed out and create like a hundred page business plan and have all the funding and that, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, that really just keeps you stuck and not in action, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as something to take on, even if you want to do some due, due, due diligence in that silly example, right? I think questioning the fear and really looking at like, where is it coming from and what's the intent behind it? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, I, I love the Marianne Williamson quote. Or, and I have it right here. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. Right? So as long as we are not transforming, we are not really serving the world to our fullest potential. That is a disservice to the world by not transforming. Yep. Yep. And this whole time I thought that quote was from Sunset Park. It was too. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think inherently, not to put shame on it, but by not transforming, Mm. we're actually not contributing what we could to the world. Yes. And take it one step smaller to our city, to our neighborhood, to our family and our friend. And mm-hmm. if collectively we do that and everyone chooses not to transform, then we're a fraction of what we could be mm-hmm. and what we can contribute. Mm-hmm. If everybody took on transformation, if everybody took on personal growth, if everyone took on active listening, uh, being intentional with our words and our actions, if everyone had a sense of their own well-being and others' well-beings, then a lot of these things that happen in society wouldn't actually be there. Mm-hmm. And people would question before they act. Mm. Instead of act and then ask the question. Mm-hmm. Right. 100%. Yeah, so look, like transformation can get pretty deep. It can get pretty thick, like a big old bowl of clam chowder. So <laughs> people listening, maybe they've never heard of the word transformation. Maybe they've heard of the word, but didn't really know what it was. Or maybe they're, you know, transformation, like, experts, quote, unquote. What's something that, you know, that can help them, you know, continue to transform or start with their own transformational process? I would say if, if you haven't already start to question more of your beliefs and start to practice choosing, if you want to continue holding on that belief and bring it along with you or to change it, I think the ego, the ego is very strong and clever. Like you mentioned, very manipulative. It will justify every everything and anything so it's not reliable as long as we create a practice around questioning these beliefs then we can actually get closer and closer to what our truth is and our truth you'll find the calling inside the truth that you'll find the inspiration it'll come out you know that that drive to do more, to help more, to serve little by little. This isn't something that happens overnight, of course. Um, and to your point, 
as you mentioned earlier, the patience is, is required. Um, but it's got to start somewhere. And that would be one of my, one of my tips is to con- question all of your beliefs, your existing beliefs, and choose, practice choosing what is aligned and what isn't aligned anymore. And it may change in five years, 10 years. And that's okay. That's part of being a human. How about you on people's path to transformation? Yeah, I'll I'll start with a simplistic approach that just gets us out of, you know, what's not possible. And I would take, you know, to major parts of your life, uh, maybe your relationship, maybe your health, maybe your job or business, uh, maybe some creative outlet, like uh, writing a book or whatever, and write down where you're at right now with some of these dreams, goals, or those general like categories. And then a year from now, you know, write down the next thing, a year from now, where would you want to be in those categories? So it's actually creating the gap. So to, you know, look at why you would transform in certain areas, you know, you want to look at like, okay, why would I go through some of this stuff? Because the only way to achieve certain goals and aspirations is from, in my opinion, is from the inside out. Mm-hmm. At some point, if you just work on outside circumstances and things, it's not going to be enough. So you got to do some of that inner work. Well, mm-hmm. this is the first step of why you would. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would say to start. Nice. The be, do, have. There Six we go. Months. Not the have, do, be. Exactly. Exactly. Well, as usual, it was awesome talking about a fun topic for about 30 minutes. And the peeps can find us at all social media outlets, right? We got the Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, jeffmillercoaching.com, all the podcast venues out there. And as always, right, we want them reaching out to us. And, you know, giving us topics, we've gotten a lot of topics from our listeners. So please keep them coming. And I would love the comments on the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. All the support. We really, really appreciate all of it. So brother, I will catch you on the next one. Sounds like a plan. I'll be here. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share, and we'll see you on the next one.